This is the Wrestling's Fake Right Podcast. I am your host, Gary Brown, and this week we got a short, short podcast uh, for the WWE fans out there that do want to listen to me talk about my favorite pastime, and we are going to start off with basically early, early predictions for Money in the Bank, followed up by just the most impactful storyline to me on WWE TV. Early, early predictions for Money in the Bank are going to go as follows. For the women's Money in the Bank match, I am going with the now favorite, Becky Lynch. She just got a victory over Charlotte Flair, which shows to me that they're trying to give Becky something. She is the first ever SmackDown Women's Champion, and since then, since she lost that title uh, just about two years ago, I think, She's really not done a whole lot, and she's just been kind of a talent that is getting everyone else over. But she is my favorite right now, Solid followed by a dark horse, which would be Lana. It really would seem interesting to me to see Lana just grab onto something and, and kind of get out of the, the Rusev Day gimmick. Even though she is married to the Bulgarian brute, it just seems like, you know, she needs something for herself. Uh, the dancing thing's not doing it for me, but if she was Miss Money in the Bank, then uh, I think she could really get over. For the other Money in the Bank match, which is the men's match, my favorite to win is Samoa Joe. He is a monster. He can go he can work with anybody. And I feel like given the structure of how they may set up the card, if the men's money in the bank match is early enough in the card, he could end up cashing in later that night. And you know, it's hard to to go with a raw competitor for that same reason that you know Brock Lesnar's not gonna be there. But Samoa Joe can cash in and get that win on AJ Styles or Shinsuke Nakamura, depending on who's available for him. Now for the most impactful storyline on WWE TV for me this week, we're still following Daniel Bryan and Big Cass. It was an interesting way that they shot Big Cass cutting that promo, uh, really making him look big and and having him at the front stage and shooting back on him the rest of the crowd. I think they're really trying to do something here. I think that this this, uh, is going to benefit both characters. It it was the most important to me because this is a developing character that is trying to gain his footing. He is a bad guy, and bad guys typically do well Uh, He does have a couple of L's against Daniel Bryan already, or maybe just one L against Daniel Bryan already, Um, but he he can come back, and he's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. That was the Wrestling's Fake Right podcast for this week. If you want me 